0: One of these years when taxes is due, there's a small part of me that would love to, instead of sending a tax return to the IRS, just send a copy of this gospel with the words, Father Schneier renders to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. I won't do that. Monsignor would get mad at me. This is a challenging gospel. It's a very challenging gospel. It was challenging 2,000 years ago, and it's challenging for us just as much today. Because, to be honest, the church has always had, for lack of a better word, a complicated relationship with temporal government. So while we are always called to be obedient to earthly authority, to just earthly authority, as Catholics we know there is a higher authority that must be served. And that order, that pecking order, is established in the gospel today, where Christ tells us to render to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and to God what belongs to God. Now that question that was posed in today's gospel by the Pharisees sought to divide those two entities, or at least to pit them against each other in that question about authority. But Christ essentially tells them that's the wrong question to ask, which one is most important. That's the wrong question. The real question we should be asking is, is our society centered on God or Caesar? Do we have a society that is centered on God or on Caesar? Again, as Catholics, we know that we are called uh, to be active in political life. However, our first priority must be the reverence and devotion that we owe Almighty God. If we put effort and energy into thinking about temporal affairs, like politics, how much more then should we be devoting our time, our energy, and our effort toward our relationship with our Heavenly Father? Because Christ knew that if a society was not centered on God, it would crumble to dust. So again, I think that brings us to today where unfortunately we see in our world how we have rendered to Caesar the things that are are of God, and to God things that should have been given to Caesar. We have become a society not centered on God or on godly values. And we've seen a number of consequences of this in our world. The instability, the insurrection, the anger, the violence, turmoil, division, and hatred, all of it. I dare say, is 100% self-inflicted by our lack of centrality of God in our world and in our society. Not talking about natural disasters or tragedies, those are different, but the violence, the turmoil, the division and the hatred that we see permeating our society is 100% self-inflicted because we have taken God out of the center of our society. The godlessness that is in our world has brought about chaos, absolute chaos, and for as morally enlightened people as we sometimes fashion ourselves to be, our discourse has become trivial, crass, and childish. Now I know that a lot of you see this in our world, you share these same concerns, but I think all of us, dare say, are not perfect people. And so sometimes we have to look in the mirror and say, where have I contributed to the turmoil that I dislike so much in our world? Where in my life have I not been centered on God and rather on Caesar or other things? Where have I lacked charity for my brothers and sisters, whether in person or online? Where have I disparaged or thought mean things about others who simply might disagree? We might think this is a very recent phenomenon, but frankly it's not a problem of the last 4 years, 8 years, or 10 years, this is a problem of the last 50 to 100 years. And the problem goes far deeper than just our leaders, because frankly, the politics is only a symptom of something far deeper in our culture and in our society, of malformed values, ideals, and morals. But the problem is if we think that political change will change these rather foundational things, we are absolutely naive. Yes, every society needs a good Caesar, but we need God even more. And the funny thing is, I also preached on this exact same topic about a year ago and nothing's changed. Political change does not bring about a change in morals. That doesn't truly solve the problem. That can only be changed through Christ, and through prayer. Because after all, even good Caesars are still only Caesars. We need Christ. We need to render him our first, our highest due. To make sure we're not rendering to God the things that are Caesars or the things of Caesar to God. We must be more concerned with the state of our souls than the state of our union and the state of our country. Because ultimately that is most important. I think an event that really illustrates this idea occurred in 1571, known as the Battle of Lepanto. And Maybe a bit of a background for this. The Ottoman Turks were ravaging Eastern Europe. They were dead set on destroying Christendom and taking Rome. And the last line of defense was a small naval fleet that was uh, moored just off of the town of Lepanto. And frankly, they were outnumbered, outgunned, and outmanned. And the Pope at the time, Pope St. Pius V, knew this. He knew this, that if they lost this battle, Rome was going to be conquered. So what he did was, he told all of Europe to pray the rosary. All of Europe prayed the rosary for this small little naval fleet that they could somehow hold off this giant army of the Ottoman Turks. And even Pope Pius V himself led a massive rosary procession around the city of Rome to pray. And what eventually happened? Our Lady was with that fleet, pulled off the biggest upset ever, and won that battle. And frankly, brothers and sisters, you and I would not be here today if we would not have won that battle. And we commemorate that feast every year on October 7th. Our Lady of the Rosary it was originally called Our Lady of Victory. This idea that Mary and prayer was what won the day. It wasn't a political or a military victory as significant as it was in those spheres. Prayer ultimately won that battle. And it's a reminder to us that the battles we face and the threats that we face to our society, of our our Christian culture, from both ends of the political spectrum and everywhere else can ultimately only be solved and changed through prayer. And specifically prayers to Our Lady, especially during this month of October, dedicated to the Rosary. The Rosary, brothers and sisters, is our defense. If we want change in our society and culture, pray the rosary. If we want our values, ideals, and morals to be more conformed to the gospel, we must pray the rosary. If we want our society to be focused on God rather than ourselves, we must pray the rosary. Now, frankly, brothers and sisters, it doesn't matter who's in charge of our nation because I I fear that we face a moral reckoning as a country that we're not prepared to confront. And we only need to look to history to be our guide. Every powerful empire that has existed in the world has fallen. Greece, Rome, Napoleon, fascism and communism, all of them have fallen in heaps of rubble. And the commonality between every one of those powerful empires was that they lacked God. Every single one of those empires lacked God. There was no room for God in their society. And I fear that our nation risks that same destruction and fall if we continue on this path. So, brothers and sisters, let's pray today that we can render to Caesar the things that belong to Caesar, and to God the things that belong to God, that we can truly be a nation and a world centered on God and nothing else. Because the question is quite simple for us. Do we want a fallen empire or a city on a hill? The answer to that question, brothers and sisters, is up to us.